0: Good morning, church. Please stand with me as you come together and we will worship God through song. In my heart Sake it. a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. i uh-huh.
1: First week of Advent hope this is the first Sunday in Advent today. We light one purple candle This is a candle of hope Advent is a time of waiting and hoping we wait for the day when we celebrate again the birth of Jesus We hope that everyone will come to know God and to worship God When we look at the first candle, we remember God's promise. God promised to send a savior to the people. When we listen to our scripture reading, we hear what the prophet Isaiah wrote about God. God is the potter who molds us. We know that the gospel witness is one that helps us understand that God is loving and just. God brings peace. This gives us hope. We anticipate, again, the birth of baby Jesus, remembering that Jesus helps us know God's love for us. Isaiah 64 8, but now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are potter, and all of us are the work of your hand. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the words of the prophet Isaiah that remind us that you are the source of our hope. Help us to live each day, allowing you to form us in a way that brings about your kingdom here on earth. Amen.
2: Good morning, church, and to those of you online. I am here to do your morning announcements. Yay! Yay. Um, First of all, a huge thank you to all of you who came and made our annual Thanksgiving meal a success. Um, An extra huge thank you to those hands that prepared it. It was phenomenal. Let's give them a round of applause. That was a wonderful meal. Um, the food was great, the fellowship was great, and the entertainment was even better. <laughs> if you missed out, I know there's some videos floating around of that entertainment. So let us know and we can, Heather or I can get you that video because it's fabulous. Um, also, talking about um, Christmas, we will have worship service on Christmas Day at the same time, 10-15, but there will be no Sunday school that day. Okay, still have church, um, but at 10.15. Wednesdays, we have our time of prayer and share. It's at 6.30. Watch the Facebook, Have You Read? The videos are on Wednesday as well. Um, Along with that, Miss Kim is here with us this morning, and I hope, Miss Kim, that I do this correctly because I know she wants this said correctly. So I'm going to do this my best, Miss Kim, that I can. Next Sunday chef bananas is coming and it's going to be great did i do okay okay all right i really tried to get my inner miss kim out okay um all of you young old we want you to come join us next sunday right after church we're going to enjoy pizza together as fellowship one o'clock chef bananas is coming and he is going to entertain us we ask that you invite a friend Bring him with you. I've never seen Chef Bananas, but I can tell you at my house, amongst my three kids, it has been a talk about Chef Bananas. So we are excited about that, um, and he'll entertain us at 1 o'clock. So please, please, please join us next week after church for our Christmas party. Ms. Kim's put a lot of thought into this and her committee, so please be there. It's going to be so much fun. Additionally, next Sunday, wear your Christmas sweater. If you don't have a Christmas sweater, make one. Okay? We, we hope to see all of those. I cannot wait to see Pastor's Christmas sweater. I think it's going to be fabulous. Okay? Um, along with that, we're going to add to that. For those of you that don't know, um, the youth department here at Emanuel, for quite a few years, we have adopted 10 kids from the Christian Activity Center in East St. Louis, and we go shopping for them. We are going to do that after Chef Bananas. So we're making a fun-filled day of next Sunday. So we are going to leave here about 2.30. And due to some remodeling in Litchfield, we are going to head to Jerseyville and shop for our families. Um, So also, Elena has a Christmas concert, so we can get Elena in there as well, which will be great. So um, we're going to shop for those families. Then we'll be back here at the church About six o'clock. If any of you would like to come and help us wrap, that would be awesome. Um, I love my youth dearly, but some of them wrapping is not their expertise. So we like extra hands to do that. Okay. So if you um, if you want to go shopping with us, that would be wonderful. Come talk to me. But if you could be here at six o'clock next Sunday, um, again we'll feed you because that's what we do. Um, And If you could come help us wrap, that would just be awesome. Um, Deacon's meeting is tomorrow night. Also, shortly after um, Richard prays, we are going to be seeing a short video from the IMB missionary in Vienna, Austria. So, with that, I'm going to ask Richard Hazelwood, our deacon, to come lead us in prayer.
3: That one's way too tall. Deacons, we'd like to meet with you tomorrow night, 6.30. Remember to be here. We do have at least one thing we've got to take care of, and then we've got to figure out when to do that one thing we're going to take care of. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for the beauty of the day. The beauty is in, in knowing that you're with us. It's not in the weather we see around us. We know that as we come together today to praise you, we can receive from your spirit. We thank you for Pastor Cliff as he shares a word with us that we'll be able to enjoy the opportunity to gain something from you to use each week as we go out and share with you around those around us we pray as we continue to sing that you give us opportunity to enjoy the time we get to share together in worship and praise we ask it in jesus name amen
4: Hi, my name is Phil, and along with my wife, Becca, and our two boys, we are your missionaries serving in Vienna, Austria. Because of your generous giving, we are able to share the light of Christ to the nearly two million people who don't know the good news. So thank you for giving to the cooperative program and to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that our family can live here, gather locals to study God's word and plant new churches okay Yeah, we're fanging on.
0: and one more announcement uh after church today if you're interested in singing in the christmas choir we'll be meeting right up here to start going through the the song for there'll be the week before christmas that we'll be presenting that song so if you're interested in that come join up here Today will be the first Sunday, so it's not like you're coming in late or anything like that. So please join us for that. If you please stay with me, if you are able, we will come together and continue to worship through song. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. are good. All your ways are sure. I will trust in you alone. Higher than my sight, high above my life. I will trust in you alone. Where you go Follow you, whom you love, i love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow you. I will follow you. Light into the will live for you alone, you're the one I seek, knowing I will find, all I need in you alone, in you alone, where you go I'll go, where you stay I'll stay, when you move I'll move, I will follow you, whom you love, I love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow you. I will follow you. In you there's life everlasting. In you there's joy, unending joy. I will follow. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you. Whom you love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose. I will follow you, where you go, I'll go, where you stay, I'll stay, when you move, I'll move, I will follow you, whom you love, I'll love, how you serve, I'll serve, if this life I lose, I will follow you. I will follow you. <laughs> Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better. is way. your presence. I sing beneath the shadow of your wings. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one Better is one day in your house better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere thousands elsewhere one thing i asked and i will see to see your beauty to find you seek, to see your beauty, to find you in the place your glory dwells. Better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts Better is one day in your house Better is one day in your courts Than thousands elsewhere My heart and flesh cry out For you the living God Your spirit's water to my soul And I've tasted and I've seen Come once again to me I will draw near to you, I will draw near to you. I swear.
3: It is good to be in God's house. We came to worship. Uh, Better is one day. One of these days, it won't be here that we're worshiping. It will be at his throne. What a a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing that that will be. One day to stand in his presence, in all of his glory, and worship him. We're, We're starting out a new series, all right? This is called Joy to the World. just decided to call it by the hymn that we like. Okay, Joy to the World. The Lord has come. And, and in that, right, Christmas is coming. And, and I, I, I don't want you to be disappointed next week, but this is about what a Christmas sweater looks like to me. <laughs> just, just so you know, okay? A Christmas sweater is whatever sweater that my, my plain sweater that I happen to put on that day would be my Christmas sweater. I don't have one of those with weird stuff on it, okay? It just, it just makes my eyes hurt. Okay, and so uh, anyway, that that's just kind of a thing there. I'm looking forward to it, right? Okay, and I want to celebrate Christmas, and we're going to walk through the book of Luke. Apparently, that's what we're going to walk through, and and I want to I want to I want to ask you the questions, right? I want to look at Luke. We've read the story before, but I hope that when we do this, that we get a little bit more out of it, or we're reminded of something we've already known. And we kind of forgot, it. okay? That's, that's the goal behind that, is to, to ask those questions, to look at it, to go into it, to remind us what we already know, maybe to learn something new that we didn't know, and then to move forward as we serve Christ together, as we serve Christ together. We're living in a unique time, right? This is Christmas time. I mean, all the Black Friday sales, everybody's out shopping for Christmas for somebody, doing whatever, taking advantage of the things. We're headed for Christmas. I want you to think about this. There's slides that show that showed, that that ran before. We we started this morning, they're running out there. It was from the Monday morning, the Monday evening meeting for the association. Scott Harris shared with us seven things that you can do to share Christ during a time when it's okay to share Christ. Okay? Think about that. And I want you to think about that as we walk through this. How can I share Christ? Because you and I get the glory of Jesus, right? We understand that. But there are people that simply don't know who Jesus is. They're celebrating sales. They're celebrating gifts. They're celebrating family. But they're not celebrating the family of God. They're not celebrating. They they may know about Jesus coming, they may have read that, you know, the little drummer boy, right, kind of thing, but they don't really get it, and that's what we get to do. We get to share, you know, you know how, how cool it is to watch a kid unwrap a present that they've wanted, that they, they, they're looking for? How exciting is it to watch somebody, the light click on, and, and come to know Jesus Christ? As the Lord and say, That's what we want to do. So here we are in the book of Luke Luke chapter 1. It's on the, the scripture will be on the screen. You can follow along in your Bible or on the Bible app. Here's the question that I that I wanted to ask. And I want you to think about that. Why okay? Because we're going to talk about the announcement of the birth of John, John the Baptist today. Why did Luke include the story of the announcement of the birth of John? We know later is John the Baptist. Okay, why? Why did he do that? I mean, I'll, just, I'll just be honest with you, right? When it's Christmas morning and you get up and it's time to we're gonna have church, right? But but it's time to read the scripture and you want you open the book, the Bible up to Luke. Let's read the Christmas story from Luke. Where do you start at? Chapter two, right? I mean, chapter two is the, the announcement of the birth and the shepherds. That's where you start. How many of you start reading about the, the announcement of the birth of John, right? I mean, Why, why did, did did his publisher, did Luke's publisher have a requirement for how many pages? And he says, look, you don't have enough pages. I throw the birth of John in there, that ought to sail right on, right? Because in school, we did that, right? We put fluff in the papers that the the, the teachers asked for us. All right, did John put this in here, or excuse me, did Luke put this in here as fluff? I don't think so. I don't think that he put in here fluff. So our our job today is to look at this passage about the announcement of the birth of John and ask that question, so why, what's the significance of this story? What does it have to do with the story of Christ, the birth of Christ? And more importantly, at this point in our life, what does it have to do with our life today? Because again, whether we're reading Old Testament or New Testament, what we want to do is look at the scripture and how does it intersect with our life today so that tomorrow... When I go out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I can do something different than I've done before. I can do something better than I've done before because I've looked into the Scripture and it has challenged the way that I live and I'm going to make a change in the future. This is not a pat you on the back type of thing, right? What we want is a challenge so that we can go out there and live more Christ-like because as far as I know, I haven't heard the chariot coming for me or for any of you. Okay? Let's read this in in Luke chapter 1 beginning verse 5. I'll be reading out of the New American Standard. In the days of Herod king of Judea there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous in the sight of God walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. Now it happened that while he was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside of the hour of the incense offering. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, "How will I know this for certain? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in many years." The angel answered and said to him, "I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to you to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place." Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. The people were waiting for Zechariah and were wondering at at his delay in the temple. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. When the days of his priestly service were ended, he went back home. So that's the announcement of the birth of John, John the Baptist as we know it, as it's made by Gabriel to Zechariah, okay, to Zechariah. So let's pick this up here and let's talk about what Luke gives to us. It opens up with the faithfulness. In other words, we're introduced off the bat to the, to the characters of the story, both Zechariah and Elizabeth. And what does it tell us about the character of these two people? Verse, the very first five and six tell us about the character of these people. They were both righteous. Okay, They were both righteous. This becomes important as we read through that. As we see that, we also see that happen with Joseph and Mary. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous. And it says they were walking blamelessly before the Lord. That's important, right? I mean, this is the character that they had. They were walking blamelessly. They were righteous. They were keeping the commandments and the requirements. Whatever was required with the commandments, they were doing them as best as they could. This is one of those cases when you look at it and you read Luke's observation and description of the people. These these people are the kind of people that we should aspire to be. When people describe you, if they were going to write a book about you, would they include your righteousness would they include that you're walking blamelessly before the lord would they include that you're keeping the commandments and the requirements of god's word think about that for a moment because as we walk through this it's good to have that self-reflection in other words i want to apply what i'm reading to my life today and that very thing could be as i read that description how would it describe me how would it describe Cliff? How would it describe you? Insert your name there. What would the, what would Luke's description be of you? He was performing his priestly service. They're, he, they're both of the priestly line. She is the daughter of Aaron's, and he of uh, and I forgot the guy's name, Adonai or something like that. Anyway, they're in the priestly service, and I want to say this because I, I, I we're gonna we're gonna expound on this, but I want you to think about this for a moment. I wrote up here, up on the slide, or down here on the slide if you're online, that they were faithful in the silence. What's that about? They were faithful in the silence. They continued to be faithful even when it did not appear that God was overly active. I want you to think about that. Because what that says to me, have you ever heard that, that, that question or that saying, what do you do when nobody's around? Right? When you, when, when you don't think anybody's looking. In a time period when God is not, we'll talk about that, active per se, they were still faithful to God. Think about this in light of your life. We are waiting for Jesus to come back. Correct? Right? Let's say that together. We are waiting for Jesus to come back. Yes, right? So, it's been a long time since he was here the first time. It's been a long, long time since he's been here the first time. The world discovered a new land since he was back here. Are we being faithful while we wait. Think about that for a moment. Now, as we turn to the 7th verse, the 7th verse tells us this, that they are without child. So Luke is aware of their barrenness. Luke's aware of their barrenness. I use that word because it points to a couple other things. They are without child, and they're both advanced in age, which is similar to Uh, Abraham and Sarah. We we remember that story. I want you to think about this. I don't want to go too far down this, this to chase this down too far, but you see when God was about to do a great thing, He found a couple in Abraham and Sarah that were without child and He gave them a child. And here we go, as we begin this process of Christ coming, what do we have? God working in the life of another childless couple who is Apparently past that age of expecting a child. They're still praying, but it's been a long time. Wait. Others may, their friends around them may have given up. You know, I don't know why you're still praying. You're you're past that. But they're still praying because we see that God God hears. I also want to say this about the barrenness. And that's what I was alluding to in, in the silent time. They were faithful in silence. What we have coming out of, is the intertestamental times, okay, if I said that right. It's the time between the closing of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, here with the birth of John the Baptist and then of Christ. And it's about, it's 400 years. If you look it up on a timeline, it's 400 years. It's a timeline where God doesn't speak through a prophet. In other words, what, they, what we view that is, it's a silent year's. If you you don't want to say intertestamental times, you just say the silent years. It's a whole lot easier, right? And it's easier to spell. Right? Think about it. I like that. So it's the silent years because God wasn't speaking through a prophet. And into this barrenness, God is going to speak, isn't he? Into this barrenness, God is going to break forth. He's going to break forth. He breaks forth into Zechariah. One guy in the temple... He breaks forth and he sends Gabriel. It's a big deal. Find how many times angels appeared to people. It doesn't happen very often. Luke gets the center on that, focus on it, because it is a highlight. And out of this non-speaking, this silent years, all of a sudden, Zechariah walks in to do his priestly duty and... The angel Gabriel is speaking to him. And where did Gabriel come from? He came from the throne of God to bring the message to Zechariah. God is breaking forth. God is going to break forth to the shepherds that we're going to read about on Christmas Day, right? We see that God is beginning to break forth and bring his plan about. But out of that silence, out of that barrenness is where God explodes onto the scene. God explodes on the scene, and he appears to his faithful. He appears to his faithful. So as we walk through that, think about that. Because God, even when we can't see that, God is at work. And That's the next two points that I want to make. God at work in in the present, God at work in the future. Let's talk a little bit about the present. Okay? As you read through, this is interesting to read about, there were enough priests that you only got one shot at lighting the incense. And so how did they determine that? Because we want to be fair. So they drew lots. They drew lots to decide. And I'm telling you, they weren't Baptists, right? Because we wouldn't have done that. At least old Baptists wouldn't have done this. They drew lots. And that day, Zechariah, Zechariah, it's your day. Here's, here's, the, here's the lighter. You get to go and light the incense. Now, I want you to think about that. Because when we use the word Lot, we don't use that today. We would say, oh, it was, was Zechariah's lucky day. He gets to go light the candle. He gets to light the incense. You know, oh man, by chance. Lot gets to go light the incense. I'm telling you this. I want you to know this. Because we use this phrase, right? We as Christians use this phrase. And we talk about Locke. We talk about chance. I want you to know that God, that, that, that Zachariah wasn't there by chance. That it wasn't his lucky day. It was the day that God chose him to show up in the temple, to show up there to light the altar of incense at the altar of incense to light that. It wasn't by chance, it wasn't just one of those things that just happened and it's one of his man, it's a good day. Go buy the lighter, take it on your way home, Zachariah. No, God chose him for that day. God ordained that day for Zechariah to be in there. He didn't look at Gabriel and say, hey, go, it's it's Zachariah's lucky day. You need to tell him. He knew before it happened. God doesn't work by luck or by chance. God controlled the past. God controls the future. God controls the presence. God isn't about luck or chance. We as Christians ought to remember that. Because as we try to make a light in the world, as we try to make a difference in the world, let's be a little less like the world with luck and chance. Let's talk about what God is doing to bring things about. That didn't just happen. God wanted it to happen. God wanted it to happen. The angel of the Lord appeared. Gabriel, one of two named angels, if I remember right, one of two named angels, Gabriel shows up. God is at work. God was, in, in the time when they thought God was silent, God wasn't silent. God just didn't have a prophet at the time. But God was still at work. We're waiting, there's no new books of the Bible being written. No new books written. No matter what John Smith says. No new books. God is still at work in our day. God sent that angel named Gabriel to Del Zechariah that God had heard. God was listening. God is listening to you. When you pray, God hears your prayers. God may not act on your prayers because I'll tell you this, Zachariah and Elizabeth apparently had been praying for this child, for a child, for some time. And it may have appeared that God did not hear. But God waited for His time to tell them that He was going to answer their prayer. Let's not give up on what we're praying for because God hears and God answers in His time. We want to pray what God wants us to pray. We want to pray according to His will. But understand, as we do that, God hears our prayers, and God is more than able to answer our prayers. They were asking for a kid. They were asking for a child. I don't know if they wanted a boy or a girl, or if they were just just a child would be good right now. They got more than they bargained for, didn't they? They got more than they ever dreamed of when they prayed. But their petition was heard. God worked in their present. God works in our present. Understand that. God works in our present. As we go out, as we hear this morning, Joyce shared with me about somebody in Oklahoma that got involved in an accident. And what I did was, rather than me try to remember that, let's pray now. When you find somebody with a need, pray with them. Because God works in the present. God works in the present. Just pray for them. Make that example of them that you believe enough. A lot of times they'll just ask you to pray because it's the right thing to do. Well, just pray with them. Make them pray with you. Make them be part of that. So when God answers, they'll go, oh, yeah, we prayed about this. God is real. The world needs to know that. You know, the birth of Christ gets mixed in with Frosty and the Grinch. Imaginary stuff. The birth of Christ is not imaginary. They need to know that, and they need to know that through our prayers. The next thing is God is at work in the future. Zachariah did not believe. He questioned, how will I know, right? You were scared of the angel, and now you're going to question what he's telling you. But anyway, God was at work in the future because they would have a son. We'll get to that scripture eventually. You can read ahead. We'll get to that scripture But a boy was named, and that was when he got to speak. Not until then. But God was at work in the future because they would have a son named John. He said he would be without liquor and wine. What is that about? It's a Nazarite. You'll look back, and I believe it's Numbers chapter 6. You'll see that carried on. There's a couple places where that occurs. Samson is one of them. I believe Samuel's the other. But they're, they're, what that means is they are dedicated to God from birth. John, John the Baptist, God was bringing that child forth, but it was God who would use John. So this, what, that's what that's about. God is at work in the future. And, or God is at work in the future for John, and he would use John to be the forerunner to turn many back, In other words, to get people's attention. As we read through the book of Luke and Matthew and Mark and John, we see John the Baptist do exactly that. Right, The crowds came out to this guy in camel hair. Better than a Christmas sweater, right? He he shows up out, he's baptizing people. I don't know what baptizing likes in a camel hair thing, because I think that'd be heavy. But anyway, he's out there baptizing, the crowds are coming out to see him. Why? Because God wanted it that way. Because God led those people out. God called those people out to hear John. John was the forerunner. God was at work to bring the Messiah forth. He had prophesied that when he sent the Messiah, there would be a forerunner. God could have decided to skip the forerunner, but what God says, God does. Understand? I love that. So when I read, because God's still at work in our future, isn't He? God's still at work in our future. One of these days, we try to figure it out. It worked great when we all lived on a flat earth. Then we discover we are on a round globe and we hear about the trumpet sound and the Christ descending and the dead in Christ rising first, and we are alive and remain. How's that gonna happen? I mean, it's a round globe. If the moon's on one side, it's not on the other. If Christ's on one side, how's it going to be on the other? I don't know how it's going to work, but I know that because he said it, it will happen. He doesn't need me to figure it out for him, are you? It's going to happen. You see, what God says, I'm going to bring the forerunner before I bring the Messiah, it happened exactly as God had planned. It's going to happen exactly as God plans it. So as we walk through this, you see, Luke's laying a foundation for the birth of Christ. He's tying the Old Testament together with the New Testament. He's he's quietly sharing with us how God burst onto the scene. And that silence ended a little bit at a time before the angel announced it to the shepherds. But God was at work bringing about his plan of redemption. Luke wrote the book. If you read the first four verses, Luke wrote the book so that, they, so, so that Theopolis would understand, so that we would understand. Why do we need to understand? Because if we don't understand the story of Jesus, we don't understand the answer to our need for salvation. Jesus is the only way. And Luke is beginning to paint that picture that God is answering a need. He answered the need of Zechariah and Elizabeth because they prayed for a child. There was a world waiting for a Messiah. And God was going to provide that Messiah in Jesus Christ. It wasn't going to be the Messiah they were looking for. It was going to be a Messiah that we needed beyond what they were looking for. More then an earthly king an eternal savior that would die on the cross and overcome death that's what we needed god heard the groanings of our hearts here are the action steps for this week these are the things that what do we want to take away from this i'm going to ask you these questions these are more more questions to do rather than actions But would you be considered faithful? I asked you that earlier on, if that description, if you were described today, would you be considered faithful? The second thing I want you to answer that question, you can, don't go around, God would consider me faithful. Probably not where you want to be. Live it out. How is God at work today? Because sometimes, you know, when I said that it's the silent years, I can guarantee you that God was at work. We're waiting for God to come back. We're going Jesus. Is God at work today? I want you to write down how you see God at work. Here's the last question. I want you to, I want you to work on this because you're going to need to use it. How do you reply to someone who seems, sees God as absent? In other words, they may not be an atheist, but they just simply don't see God at work doing anything. They think that God is kind of like on vacation. That God is, you know, we're just waiting for him to come back from wherever he went to. How do you answer that question? How do, you, how do you reply to someone who sees God as absent? Work on that, and I'll guarantee you God will put somebody in front of you, across the table, in the aisle, at Walmart, wherever it might be. And you'll get to use that. We're going to sing... Adam's gonna come and lead us in, in, holy, holy, holy. Let's sing beautiful. Stuff. I want you to have an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't understand. You really don't understand what Christmas is about. Then I want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus as your Savior. Come in- if you don't know what that means, come and ask me. One of the deacons will be on the side. I'll be in- here. You can ask one of us. Ask the person that you that you know the best here we'll walk you through that because our desire is not just to see you here it's to see you on the streets of gold in heaven for eternity if you need to come and pray for somebody because we believe in prayer then you come and pray this morning we'll pray with you if you want to join the church last week we had five people join the church you want to join the church you come today. If you're not a member, we'll make, we'll make that happen. We'll have that discussion about what it takes. I don't know what God has laid on your heart. But I want to be open to you responding to however it is that God is leading. Let's stand the same. God, in all of His holiness, loves you and me. Isn't that amazing? His cleansing power, and only His cleansing power, will make us holy to stand before Him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thankful for this day that we can come and worship. Father, that we can sing the songs about Your holiness, about being with You, about our worth before You. Father, I thank you for this time of the year when we celebrate, Lord, you sending your Son. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. It's kind of a, a Christmas story in and of itself. And Father, we're thankful, we're thankful for that. Lord, help us to be a light in this world. Help us to share the, your love with the people that we come in contact with and to help them understand why We celebrate Christmas. In Jesus' name, thank you. A couple things before you go. Have you read scriptures up there? On the wings here as you go out, there are two pieces of literature that I want you to pick up either this week or next week. Okay, you can pick it up this Sunday, you can pick it up next Sunday. We started, the video was for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. All right, now on the back here, it says the week of prayer is today through. December 3rd. On their website, it says it starts December 4th and goes through December 11th. So if you take one today, you can pray next week too, because they'll take your purse twice. All right, but take an envelope, you only have to give once. You can give twice if you like, but we want to give to support the missions and think about that. Up here, if you're going to sing, okay, remember that. A couple other things to know, next week is Christmas market. This year, we don't have the dancers at our building. But be part of Carnival and support what goes on on the Christmas market. Be part of that. There's also going to be another thing coming up. I'll get information about it. It's about supporting the homes in our, our town uh, through a spaghetti dinner. I think it's uh, the, the 11th through the 18th. We'll get that date back to you. The other thing that I want to say, Christmas Day, we're going to have service. Okay, just so you know. Not everybody's having Christmas service. That's, that's their decision. We're having Christmas Day. Day service, okay? So it's available for you to come. Bring your family. We are also having Christmas Eve service. It's at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. We're ringing bells. So if you want to ring bells out at Walmart for Salvation Army, the sign-up sheet's out there. That's another thing that I need to put on the announcement list of an already long list, okay? Thank you, guys, for all that you do. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim, for your work. Thank you, Heather, for being Kim on the spot. Uh, Thank (laughs) you. I want you to take that home to Matt. Okay? (laughs) Uh, Tell him dinner's ready, how Kim would denounce it. Okay? Thank you for everybody that put all that work into the Thanksgiving dinner. It was great to sit down and have a meal. The food was great, the fellowship was great, the entertainment was great, all that good stuff. Okay? Um, Excited about that. But every Sunday, people make this happen besides me. All right, And that's what's beautiful about this work. So thank you this day. Enjoy the day that God has given to you.